Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Modern Times Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Scott. I am an editor-at-large with Modern Times Magazine and an entertainment writer. I am here with some of the guys from Jane's in the Jungle and a lady from Jane in the Jungle. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourself for everybody? My name is Jordan. I'm Ryan. And thank you guys so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Uh, as with like the past few of these we've done, this was kind of like last minute through our mutual friend, Mike. Uh, and uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, so basically, uh, you guys have a show coming up. That's like the main reason you're here. You guys want to talk about the show a little bit just to sort of get things going? Sure. Sure. So we're playing this show that Mike, our mutual friend, helped sure. us put together at the Rebel Lounge August 17th with I Am We, Civil Youth, Jane in the Jungle, New Chums, and Alien Atmosphere. And the show came together based on our friend Civil Youth, who just had a show opening for 21 Pilots, and we played with them while they toured to Phoenix in January. And they hit us up saying that they wanted to do a show in Phoenix, and Michael really helped us form together this show in Rebel Lounge and Stateside Presents were all really helpful in helping create the show. And yeah. it's all ages, and it's going to be a really good night. Well, and a little bit further on Civil Youth is, um, you know, like Jordan said, we had played with them when they toured through last time. They're actually from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Sure. And uh, they had come out here before, and when they contacted us, we were just really focused on because the last show the way they played it was good but we're like we know when they came back to us we're like we can really step it up and that's where we wanted to bring michael in um just to really find a better venue you know like get getting building a bill that would really give them some exposure right um and also obviously like we're always looking to you know get ourselves ex exposed to new fans as well and so yeah, yeah, and helping out, you know. grow the phoenix music scene too based upon touring bands getting noticed here in Phoenix and having that door open when maybe they're not as big as, you know, like the national touring right. big acts on the radio. And so that's why we came to Mike saying, hey, like, we've been getting bands on our Facebook page saying, hey, we're coming here. We, here's our music. And we're like, well, we're not a booking agent, but it's really cool now where we can go to people like Stateside Presents and be like, hey, I know this band probably messaged and hit you up, but... Right. Do you do you guys find that because that's actually interesting that like some band from out of town totally unsolicited you're not a booking agent just comes to you and is like help basically you know like I think that's so interesting right now because like you know obviously music sales are not really what drives it now it's touring is the way that you so like that's fascinating to me that, like the community's gotten to a point where like that's how it happens it's not like so through traditional channels so how like how does have you guys had to kind of do that same kind of thing or, or or you know where you're like reaching out for bands to bands like in other states that you're trying to tour in or how has that like worked for you guys so far yeah it's kind of like a show swap they oh, okay. call it so they say hey jane in the jungle can you help us put on a show or they build the show and they're like hey can you get on this bill who are some other local acts you can give us and we'll put together a show in colorado or chicago or wherever the band is and so that's been really helpful, hitting up the other band and be like, hey, we're thinking about touring, let's do something. Yeah, and I think uh, kind of to go the uh, down the other road that you sort of mentioned there of talking about the state of the scene being in that, going that direction. Right. Instead of, you know, it really is interesting to see how that's happening. Like, we just had a show in Las Vegas, for, exa for an example, on our tour. And we had literally, like, a week and a half before the tour starts, 
we find out the venue bailed, like they're not doing the show anymore. So luckily we had met a, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, luckily, just like, I can't even imagine because you're like trying to like plan this tour and then all of a sudden, you know, stuff just falls at the bottom. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's just part of the deal, you know, like you kind of have to go with it. But, um, you know, we contacted uh, some friends of ours out there uh, called Pet Tigers that we had met at a, a cow show out here. And, um, you know, they helped us out. They put us, they got us into a venue. They played the show with us. So like Jordan said, having the show swap opportunities and just, you know, get it, it, yeah. it really, it's building a, a true networking community. Yeah. That's real. Not just like Facebook. I mean, Facebook's a great tool to be doing these things through. Because, it's a tool. It's part of the community. Yeah. But, but it is great to have these actual connections. Now you're meeting people, making new right. friends in new places, you know, and it's, it, to me, it's like, it's almost like with all the new technology, it's kind of helped in a way for the scene to take a step like back towards the old days where you're just like, Hey, now you're just like, you truly are just making friends and going out and doing shows with them in their city and they're doing, you know, vice versa. And I, and I, I think that's, um, really a really great thing that, um, I think is only going to keep growing and it's definitely growing for us. I mean, we have bands contact us all the time about that. So, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way, that, like, all this technology has sort of, like, pushed it to almost more of a grassroots way, which yeah. is, like, in this sort of, like, backwards door. Yeah. Um, Pet Tiger's a very good band name, by the way. Yeah. I just said something. I was like, oh, that's cool. So did you guys, in Vegas, I'm just curious, because I've been to, like, a couple smaller shows where it's, like, were you guys, like, in, like, Vegas proper, or was yeah, it, like... We were at the beauty bar that's on Fremont Street. So oh, no kidding. Yeah. So you were, like, kind of in, in there. Yeah. What was that like? Like, I've never really been able to go to a show, like, in... Because, like, all the places, all the shows I've been to were, like, kind of out on the outskirts not really like so so it's interesting so we've played out there twice now we're on fremont with another place called backstage bar uh bar and billiards or something it's right down the street from oh I've, I've been there so it's like i think fremont's a really interesting element to play on because you get a lot of the foot traffic of the tourists and sure, even sure. the locals walking through um so you get like this weird like eclectic mix of people that sure. are just coming through to see you play. But it's fun. It's I think fun. we'd all agree that we would play on Fremont Street whenever we could. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, even if it's, like, not a great night, because did we play on a Wednesday night or something like that? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. Vegas. Yeah, well, yeah we yeah, played there yeah. on a Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah, we had it packed. But it was still a good turnout just because it's Vegas and people yeah, are yeah. always there. So there's these two guys from Idaho that had ridden their motorcycles on their way to California and they came <laughs> to the show and they talked to us and they were great. You know, it's like you get all these random people yeah, coming yeah. through and it's, it is, like Jordan and said, it's, it's, it's funny because their treat. Vegas local scene, they're trying to emerge too. And so they really look up to like the Phoenix music scene, which is really so funny. It's and weird how. Like, oh, we got a local band from Phoenix yeah. and they're going to be playing with local Las Vegas bands and they were like really supportive oh that's right because we do it to a radio station out there like a, a local station um to do some advertising with oh sure 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 for the show and uh, they were like um what is it? we'll have to get the i think it's wbke out there i don't totally know that for sure but i think that's what it was okay and they were like so into it like like the fact that we actually like as an out-of-town band that's not like this big marquee act sure sure it's coming to them to say like hey we want to do some stuff with you guys that's so funny and like they pushed all of our stuff like on their on their facebook and um so thank you if you're listening you yeah. guys are awesome <laughs> that's really cool. yeah and then they did like a, they did those live videos like they were out on fremont street like at some food truck festival and they were you know doing their show and you know they gave us a shout sure, out and sure. it was really fun we were watching it and uh so yeah, it's it's just um, that's that's an interesting thing. And what you said, it is kind of a weird like, you know, because like if you go to LA, we, and we've been out there, they almost look down at us. They're like, oh, you Phoenicians, you don't have any scene out there. You but the problem land. with LA is that it's so big and so diverse. Yeah. But I really think it is hard to have like 
really know all about the Yeah. How, how do you focus such a large audience's attention to do one thing or the other when there's so many different things grasping? Yeah, but L.A. in general, though, is such a... Because, like, most people go to L.A. because it's, like, a creative town. It's where everything's happening. Mm -hmm. So everybody there, like, if, even... Let's say, let's say you go somewhere and you get a bunch of people in a venue. Everyone there has a demo tape or a mm -hmm. script they're working on or a pilot they just got picked up or, a, like, or, or, or hey, my stand-up show is in an hour. You know, like, somebody... That's everybody true. out there is doing something. So, like, the, the, the audience you're gathering is really more of like a self-absorbed I mean, very overgeneralized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I would agree with that 100%. Like, our cab driver one time we were out there is like, oh, yeah, you guys want to check out my movie? Sure, yeah. Like, there's yeah, like a flyer for it to go watch it on YouTube or something. They yeah, so it's set to your point. Yeah, and, and that was your cab driver in L.A., you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. because I recently <laughs> had the opportunity because I just started doing, like, That's some funny. entertainment writing stuff and the opportunity to possibly move to L.A. was on the cards and I just thought to myself I'm like I don't want to do like I just because in my mind I was like that I don't really want to be in that kind of environment sure. like like I've never been Phoenix's number one fan but like I don't like that was kind of the opposite of, of but yeah it's interesting like yeah. but where like the idea of Vegas because they're probably so tired of because everyone's there just to be distracted it's by so something transient. yeah 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 like they, they probably like the idea of somebody being like there and solidarity and, and you know because I, I mean for all of the many things you know many things people can say about Phoenix that is something that like where anywhere where extremes take place like people do find each other here like yeah. you know even if the scenes don't blow up like the people here do find one another yeah. like you know the bands find one another like we were just talking right beforehand that like one of the main reasons I like really made sure to get back to you guys um, because your name had come to me a bunch of times through other people like Jane in the Jungle Jane in the Jungle and like first off it's an excellent band name Thanks. like it really is like a really really good band name and I was like oh that's cool like that's one of the first things but then like I, that's like a good gauge to be like okay I should you know because I mean, you think about how many local bands really make it out, and I'm not saying that's like the the be all gauge for things, but you know, a lot of times like a band can be fine to go watch or listen to, but like you have to really think like, is it? And your attention's being pulled in so many different directions these days. You know, like is it really like worth going, worth yeah. going or listening to or whatever? And like, sure, the ease of access is there, but that applies to all things now. Mm -hmm. You know. Because, like, I get banned. Oh, my, man, why don't more people listen to my stuff? I'm like, because think about how many other things, yeah. you know, are, like, showing up in their Facebook feeds. So. <laughs> but, um, so how would you guys, because I, I did, like, I'm not coming at this point. I did listen to your guys' stuff, and it's very, um, I mean this in a way that is not at all meant to be bad, because you guys don't understand my music taste, but I promise you, it's very commercial. Like, very, very, very commercial, but I mean that in, like, a good way. So how do you guys approach, like, what, did you guys have, like, an, when you guys got together, were you like, this is what we're going to do? Or, like, did it just sort of happen that way? Or, like, how would you guys explain that sort of, like? Um, we have so many songs that we've written throughout the years. Yeah. And the specific songs that have been able to be recorded and what are online now, right. like you said, they are the more commercial ones. Well, right, because I guess you want to put that foot forward. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's all I was able to hear, obviously, because sure. that's what's available. But um, Yeah, I mean, like, if you came to one of our acoustic shows, like you would hear some of our, like, I guess less commercial, like more like just kind of raw things. Because we can go on and on yeah, and write like, six minute songs. Yeah, Jordan and I have been writing together for about three years now. And so, you know, we've written tons and tons of songs. Some of them are great, some of them are terrible, sure. and a lot of them are in between. And but and I will say this though, for both of us, is when it comes to like where we both 
um, like our influences lie. I would say both of us tend to like bands that are probably a little more like pop centric on the uh, writing style. Like that doesn't necessarily mean they're like Britney Spears or anything. No, because like I'm like that too, where yeah. I tend to like stuff with a very pop Structure. sensibility. Yeah. But that doesn't, like you said, that doesn't mean when you say pop, it comes with like this weird yeah connotation. Because like, I would actually like if people, I think if people were more understanding of what I mean by this, like I'd be more open to say like Jane in the Jungle is a pop band, right? But I, but people have no idea. People, what you mean if if I say that, then they're like, oh, so like your singer is like you know you like Spice Girls or what's your yeah, guys' yeah, deal yeah. or you know? And it's like, well, no, not really. I mean, but so do you have any examples of bands? you mean when you say like that pop sort of like like well i mean i grew up listening to a lot of blink 182 and sure. blink 182 sure. is like you know it's a punk band but super super or pop. no doubt yeah yeah no. i mean you could talk about some of the things you grew up listening yeah to for sure because like you all like kind of dominated in, in, in the yeah. band so like what was like what stuff sort of influenced you moving into it the stuff that we've written yeah or whatever i mean just stuff that you know like i mean definitely what inspired a lot of it was going and experiencing music from like music festivals like Lollapalooza or hearing people and seeing what they're doing and be like okay this is this is what I like so why not try to make music that's similar to that yeah yeah and I would say like maybe at the beginning because like I've been in a lot of bands before and a lot of them like early on were pop punk type of bands like I had a band in high school that was like I mean, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 26. Okay, so you're right. Like, I'm 27. So, yeah, okay. you were right in the sweet spot for that pop punk boom yeah. in, like, the 2000, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, we were yeah. doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, it was definitely very hard niche. Like, we were straight up, like, a house party pop punk band. Sure. And, like, when Jordan and I started writing together, like, it was, I I guess, I didn't know what she even liked when we first started writing together. Yeah, we were into, like, Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, Okay. Like you were doing a lot of singer songwriter stuff because I like when Kate I Nash. so I saw her I play I saw her play at Casimir's. Jordan and I grew up together, by the way, but um, we weren't really we weren't really that well connected. But um, so I was invited to go see her play at Casimir's three three four years ago, and um, I saw her play. And I was like, man, she's got like a lot of really great talent, and you know she was doing just singer songwriter stuff, just her and an acoustic guitar. And so when we first started writing together, I didn't really like know how to approach it because it was unlike anything I had ever done before. So I was like, well, like, am I supposed It's funny because he actually thought I wanted to do like country music. Well, yeah, because she was kind of doing like this folksy stuff. Right. But it's hard to sort of, especially if you're just doing like acoustic singer songwriter stuff, sometimes that's hard to gauge. Like if you're going to branch out in a like full band, it is kind of hard to sort of figure out like where that to sort of like... Um, over-engineer that idea because like a lot of times an acoustic version of something is like a reverse engineering of an mm -hmm. idea whereas like if you're just looking at somebody who's like starting as an acoustic it's almost like hard to sort of expand mm -hmm. and know because it can go a million different directions well but here's an interesting thing not to uh, divert too far no. but fast forward to today we still write that way i mean it's most of the time we write it's just sitting down like an acoustic guitar like yeah. just right. kind of one-on-one. It's a good on way one. to really test the song. Oh yeah, to at least get like the core rhythm and the... And the Story. Yeah, because if it can stand up in just an acoustic format, then it's like you know you have something. Yeah, for sure. No, but I guess what I mean is like, but once you've worked together for a little bit, you sort of know like, okay, this is kind of where, you know, whereas if you're looking at someone who's only done that and you haven't heard anything else they've yeah. done, it's sort of because it can go a million different ways. Like, yeah. you know, when you just have like a core rhythm and like lyrics and sort of a story, you can sort of build. Whatever. Build 
stuff out in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, like it's... I mean, heck, we could have taken our stuff and made it into a metal band if right. that's what we really wanted to do. Yeah, well, I think that we're definitely um, on the skirts of rock. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a rock. And, oh, for sure. And then stuff that we are, even though we just, which we'll talk about the record coming out, we are, now it's time to start writing for the next one. And so this one that we're writing, we're definitely hoping to do more, I guess, harder... I mean, I wouldn't say that... Like, at Not this, hard, hard rock, but... At this point, it's hard to tell the direction of, like, the next album. Right. But we've written, like, we have, like, two songs that are done. We just don't want to keep it, play it safe. Yeah, I well, here's, here's... Is that a complete mindfuck for you guys that, like, you haven't even fully finished putting out this other album, but yet you're sorry? Eh, kind of. You're so, like, already <laughs> in the... Pro like, that that's, like, how it goes, though, you know? That, Isn't that crazy? That makes my head... I don't know. It's such a... <laughs> It's such a weird, because, like, I, I guess for me, the, like, what's fortunate about what I do is that, okay, like, we're recording this right now. This goes up in a few days. Awesome. I get to view the results of a thing that I was involved in. And then in. you move on. And then the I can move. Well, like, I wrote four articles today for, you know, for, like, you know, so, like, I get to sort of churn stuff out. Like, I get to pitch something, be done with it. You know, like, it, like long for me is, like, two weeks. You know, like, like if something, whereas you guys, like, how long did it, like, just, just, how long was that the process for that first album? So uh, over a year and a half. Right. Yeah. So let's say two years by the time, and then, but you're still that's that just. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'd break it down this way: is like we started writing last January, so January of 2015. We started writing the new material for what you know now as Jane in the Jungle. Right. Um, and so that took, yeah, I mean, we started, and then we started pre-production, I would say, in, like, August or September of last year, so about a year ago. And then um, we actually went into the studio in December to do tracking. Like, that's when we officially did our tracking. Right. And then now, at the beginning of this year, has been things like going back and doing, um, you know, like me going and doing my guitar solos in January, or, like, backing vocals. Doing all the overdubs. Yeah, like over, overdubs at another studio. Extra production. and Exactly. Well, that took a couple months. And then, finally, it, well, what we were looking to do, we really wanted to have it... Um, like mixed, like Jordan's. Well, why don't you tell your story about how you, what, you, how you became dream about Capitol Records? Oh well, I went to musical theater school across the street from Capitol Records at AMDA. It's called the American Musical and Oh yeah, Academy. so oh okay, so you so you're like. You're like Trey. You can like like yeah. sing for real. Like yeah. you can like. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not a musical theater singer yeah. so uh, they always gave me like the rock ballads to sing yeah. no but you can still there's something to that she's though. classically trained as well that's what I'm saying yeah there's well, something that's why you know. the email that you got is because <laughs> we were trained yeah yeah she's <laughs> been trained by the by the, the stiffs of the sure world. sure no but that but that but that says something though because like so many people jump into like like there were I remember when I first got a bass guitar I was like oh I'm just gonna be in a band and say I can't sing for shit you know like I can't sing at all and I thought and so many people do get into it that's so what it is always interesting to me when I'm like oh like you actually like this was like a methodical thing for you like you wanted to sing like you yeah. know and then you ended up in rock music that's so great like that always yeah. that always kind of blows my mind when that happens but no sorry I didn't mean to derail your story but oh, yeah, I always no find worries. that fascinating like uh, yeah, so thanks well yeah so I was in class and I would stare at Capitol Records all day and just Imagine like you know being there one right. day, and I even tried to do the Katy Perry thing where you're, where you like walk in with your guitar, 
and say like, hey, I'm here to sing because I heard, you know, that that could work. That's so I tried doing that, yeah. got kicked out, but did make it in yeah, eventually. It in. Hold on, I feel, I feel like there's a lot more to that story than like I walked in, I got kicked out. Was it really that quick? Or was well, it like... Me, so I had my guitar. So there was a couple gates you have to get past. Yeah, but like you got parking lots. Like, so yeah. I brought my guitar and the security were like, who are you here? And I'm like, oh, I'm here to... I'm here to for the music, and then they let me in. <laughs> I'm I hope that is exactly what you said. I am here for the music. It's like, well, you're in the right spot. We do. Yeah. So they let me in, here. and they're like, "Are you on the list?" I'm like, "No, but I should be on the list." And they're like, Fake "Really confused." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm here to find out who to talk to to get on the list." <laughs> and they're like, like, they're like girl, like, you just need to, we're going to have to take you out. Yeah. But anyway, so I did not have the Katy Perry story, but... you We did end up in there. Yeah. And we got a, we had a Bruce Monocle. He did the final mixing. No kidding. Um, yeah, and he actually is of uh, Katy Perry fame as well. He is one of the guys. That, no, I know the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know he's done a lot of records over the years. So I was, I was honestly, that was a pretty mind blowing experience just going in there and like being on the house. Yeah, he's not front. a bad guy to work with. No, I should have really just <laughs> no, he's a sweet, like sweet, a family sweet friend, man. Like super sweet. Yeah, very, very nice guy and. Uh, so yeah, we well, he knows what he's doing yeah. as well as the you know the other side of the coach. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. super experienced. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess to kind of complete the timeline though, so we were in there doing the mixing. Um, actually, while we were on the tour, we had, it just worked out so great. We were in LA for a few shows and literally we were driving like the day in day off yeah we're driving like, okay, in okay you can come in but we're driving in isn't it funny how stuff like that Las just sort Vegas. of works sometimes mm-hmm. well yeah I mean it felt like it felt like fate you know because yeah. we're driving in from Vegas and um, you know sitting in LA traffic and Jordan's like trying to get everything figured out for the shows that we have coming up and we have some emails coming in from other people and sure. just kind of doing the work well because you have to do everything yourself these yeah. days as a band well, so you're the, dealing with you know yeah, so, I mean and a side note to that Jordan does a lot of it I help with some of it we, we manage it please put it Pretty damn, damn good. I, I have to say, I'm very, I've been very impressed with what we've been able to do. But you hear less about bands like just partying all the time now because they don't have time to. I drank, I drank four beers on the tour. Yeah, tell, right. You don't hear four about like I drank four beers. The Guns and Roses Tupperware full of cocaine anymore because yeah. you guys simply just can't do it. Well, we can't afford no. it, and there's no right. There's no and room no one will that. have that for their you know liability. Yeah. Right. But that's what I mean. It's so funny to hear. Like I don't hear any bands anymore at almost any level talk about that stuff anymore because. <laughs> They just don't have like time. Yeah, yeah. There's no room. There's no room for error with that. Stuff. Right. But yeah. So you know. So we're driving in. She gets a call like, "Hey, I might be able to squeeze you guys in. I'll call you in the morning and let you know." So literally, like the morning comes, and they're like, "Our okay. beach day." Yeah, our beach day. And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> we can do it." Yeah, we had like this is important. Well, we had like we had like a late call time that day, so we we're like, "Okay, we have plenty of time to go to the beach." Yeah, our only day for like relaxation. You just had this look on your face, like uh, like I wish people could have seen that. You're like, I needed this. <laughs> well, but the person who needed it the most was our bass player Leah, who literally like. I don't think any of us actually... I know it's 10 years, right, since she's been to the yeah. beach. Yeah, okay, so we go there. So Jordan's family has these boogie boards. She packs two boogie boards, forgets them at the house we're staying at, buys another one on the beach. She's, like, so set on going boogie boarding. Ready. Jumps so she, right she, in. She's in the water for, like, we're only at the beach for, like, two hours. She's in the water the entire time. I think <laughs> I maybe stuck my feet in. She was just, like, a dog that found a pool oh, and just, yeah. like, couldn't oh, get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. 
But yeah, so then, but yeah, so then we're like, okay, we have to go over to Capitol Records. We had to do the thing where we go buy the tapes at like the special store in like Hollywood, you know, like the actual Vintage yeah. King, yeah, yeah, Vintage King in LA or in Hollywood. And uh, then we drove over there and had, we had a couple days, and then we got back from the tour. And then Jordan actually had to fly out for one more day of signing off, right? You had to like sign off on all the. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. You can tell what I don't. Well, know exactly yeah, then you have to take you know your tapes. Yeah, which is a big thing. So I had my tapes, and then I was ready to go on the airplane back, and then like, realized that I couldn't take the tapes with me because of the X-ray. Oh, jeez! I didn't even think about. It. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, what did you do? So I left them luckily at a family friend's house. So thank you, Hermans, for letting us yes. do that. Holy, I just got so stressed out for you for a second. I was like, oh, my God. I know. I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. And then Capitol Records wouldn't, like, hold them because, like, that's liability. Well, yeah. Well, and we're not their artists either, you yeah. know. Like, maybe if we were, like, their signed artists. Pro- well, yeah, they have an idea. You know. But, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I mean. And it took a while, but Bruce really helped us figure out what to do next for the mastering process. Sure. And so we ended up using Gavin Lurson, if you know who he is. So you guys are actually, okay, because that's yeah. one thing I get so annoyed, because I actually, audio production was what I did before I did journalism, and like people that don't get, like there are people that put out some stuff that's not mastered you, at wait, all. Wait until you see our album art, we have mm-hmm. a page for our credits, and like, I mean, it's... Oh, you can just whip it out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But no, but it's like, but it does like it, even like I when I did uh, Ron Llewellyn, a guy who does mastering in town, does he always some mastering is better than no mastering. Like, yes. do it's good to hear that like after everything you guys went through, you are gonna oh, so it is mastered. the 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 product is done. The songs right. are done. And um, here you go. There's our. Oh there's, wow! Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah this I is mean, great for an audio medium. But yeah, yes, you can, yes, all you can see. But no, there is like it, it's weird because a lot of times you'll pull up like a local band's record and you'll get like they thank their mom <laughs> and the two guys that I set mean, up microphones in their garage. We thank mm-hmm. their parents. No, no, you did. But you guys have like a proper list of of uh, producer of, like producer and credits and like and like people who were supposed to, you know like the, the the amount of people you would expect to have worked on like a professional level work yeah and i mean that was the goal with what yeah. we were trying to do i mean we we really because we did like a demo mm-hmm. last year that's like what's on spotify I don't yeah know exactly what you've heard yeah but like i'm not wow. saying that like people have to have this many people work on a record but i'm saying it does sort of like someone like me who kind of knows Sound sounds bad. like you've been in. You, you've been I, it's the word, the, the way I was about to say it, sounded so god douchey. But like, but just like, okay, I sort of, kind of know what to look for, yeah. you know. And like this, this would not like I would, I would be like, oh, that's sort of encouraging. Like you know, looking through the liner notes, like before I pop the record on, of like, oh right, they actually had people, yeah, look at it. And, and again, that was part of the goal of what we were trying to accomplish in making this record was how because do we- it's one thing to write a good song. But it's another to actually get it, you know, produced. Well, but that's there. the thing that was most people, okay, fine, like, I'm great, people go to shows, whatever, but, like, the majority of people that will ever hear your music, like, even even a band like the Rolling Stones, who have probably had more people, have, have had more people watch them play live than any band in history, still, vast majority of people that have ever heard their music have heard it not live yeah you know like and so like that's where people are going to hear your music plain and simple mm-hmm. yeah. so you can't like because like I, that's another thing people all the time talk about like oh our energy li-. no you need to make sure like, people get that you know from the record well and I mean obviously mm-hmm. like it's still a good way to get people to come to your show is by right. like you know getting it on the radio or getting it on a uh, you know internet radio or playlist or somehow somewhere where people are going to hear it and be like oh that yeah. kicks ass like maybe I'll go see their show right. you know 
So, you know, that's obviously like that's still the goal. Like, yes, you want to you want to see the faces in the crowd. Yeah. And that's so. definitely the goal for the band. But I just mean yeah. like, you know, in no, terms, I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Totally in totally terms of it. like expectation. So it's good yeah. that like because that always does kind of blow my mind when because like that does that that the opposite of that is a monumental bummer. Like when you see like a local band or a band that you have not heard the recorded stuff yet and you see them and you're just like, that was awesome. Yeah. And then you. But that's a one-time experience. You want to take the record home and listen to it, and then you get the music, and it's just like, what? This wasn't even. Well, it's like they, yeah, it's like they recorded it on a on a potato in their mom's basement. Or it's not even. It's not even necessarily about like the the lack quality. of production quality. It's just something doesn't. They just haven't found a way to translate it. But a lot of times that's the case. But yeah. even sometimes you'll hear like there's production value to it, but like it's perplexing value. Yeah. Like or there's just not the magic that you felt. In that yeah, yeah, like that. That does. It's that, hard. It like awesome. we've been, yeah. that's our thing. That people, when they come to our shows, are very energetic. Yeah. And we have this, you know, of uh, I don't know how to describe it, but this uh, sound that we have that's yeah. really hard. I'm sure, as other bands have realized, put in like a recording. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And get it to sound like yeah. you. Well, live. especially you guys live with it, so like by the time you try to like you know, and you play it tons of times, and you've been through the whole process with it, and then by the time you go to commit it to, to well, and especially because like it's like your first full length record and, and stuff, so the process is a little different. But but when you go to commit it, then you're like, oh damn it, this is like committed, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas, whereas like. If you're writing it to take, kind of like a guy like Beck does, you know, you sort of that's your process of writing it. Mm-hmm. But like you guys have had it so many ways that like you you have to sort of commit to one way, and yeah. that's got to be sort of hard to. Oh yeah, I mean definitely, it's 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 one of those things that every I think every especially new artist or somebody who's like putting out a record for the first time, like you struggle with like. You start to really second guess yourself. Yeah. Oh well, should I have done that? Or like, does this actually sound good? Or anything like that? It's like but, people I know that edit movies because there's so yeah. many different ways that you can, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you can paint it in so many different ways. Yeah. And I just remember mixing back in the day. You would sit for like an hour in school, like wrestling with the level of a kick drum or something, and then you're just like. It's just such a small well, and then part you bring of, the full mix, yeah, in, like soloing yeah. it, and then you bring the full mix in, and you're yeah. like, I can't tell the difference. Anyway. Yeah, and then you're like, and then you just <laughs> wrestle with a different compressor on the. I don't, you know, it's yeah. just so. I don't know. It can be so, and that's just a guy who was in a band for like a month, and you know, was a terrible musician, and never like, and that's my perspective. Where I never had to like live with my art and yeah. like a weird, you know, I don't know. Well, it's really funny. I haven't even told Brian this, but actually, one of the goals for kind of the new album that we're now kind of starting to think about is actually take a couple songs and actually write them organically while in the studio. Right, oh, yeah. right like right to tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I guess I didn't know that specifically, but that's something I've always wanted to do yeah. is do some writing. Yeah, we all wanted to do that. I think that's a different experience, um, definitely. Uh, getting in, in in such a professional environment and doing something yeah. like that is definitely exciting. Well, I think you find a lot more artists do that as they sort of get further into their careers because they just have this process of like, Every two years, you tour and then get, and then you just sort of on a calendar get back in the studio 
one way or the other. So a lot of times stuff just gets written, you know. And, and sometimes that's when it's like the best too. Sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, what did I do? It came out, and then you can't yeah. redo it. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes when you hear it, it, it kind of goes like when you find out a little more behind the scenes, it kind of goes one way or the other, where you sort of find out like, boy, this is starting to sound kind of cardboard, cardboardy, or like, boy, this is awesome. You know, yeah. like, like Radiohead writes a lot of the stuff in the studio like that, or like again, Beck is a good example mm-hmm. of, you know, like Morning Face. He did the whole thing, you know. So that's. You know, yeah, it all it all depends. Um, so I, there was something you said that I kind of wanted to talk about. You said like, oh, it seemed like fate. Like you know, we were like in L.A. and yeah. Capitol Records called. But like, do you do you think that it's fate or because what I think like because I quit my job like three a little over three years ago to start writing with like literally no prospects of a job, okay. and, and I just very recently started getting you know like like I got like I sort of got that like breakthrough moment yeah. and like. Oh, it was, and it happened in such a weird way, like sort of like what you guys were talking about. But do you sort of think that it, that it is actually fate, or do you think that it's like there's a thing to be said for consistently oh. trying to like put the effort in and put yourself in the right place, it's and that just definitely like that. eventually something will yes. catch? Like no, there's de- there's definitely that. I mean, I definitely believe like you know, I and I give you props for for taking that jump without you know safety net. That's pretty cool. It was just a dumb moment. Like it just was a thing that happened. <laughs> no, 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 you gotta kind of do that. Um, uh-huh. You know. I don't know if there's, if you would say it's literally fade or it's I think it's literally, both. Yeah, I mean, because there's definitely Oh, sure, something. there's always something, like you said, like that's a weird, dumb luck moment, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, because I mean, we do work really hard and like, you know, like I said, Jordan and I pretty much do all of the the, the management on a you know, day-to-day basis and talking to people about getting shows or Jordan especially like is the one that's usually out there catch, trying to chase the big fish for these like these kind of opportunities sure. these capital record type opportunities right. you know putting out feelers like finding out like an old contact of her from whatever yeah. knows this person knows that person and really trying to chase down those types of leads so yeah I mean there's both of it yeah like a band who hadn't been busting ass would not have been in LA at that time for that weird opportunity to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just that, because it, it is interesting that you do hear people, oh, it's luck, and it was luck, and I and I tend to sort of think, like, especially having, I know music and, and journalism are completely unrelated, but doing what I did, like, I did sort of realize, like, if you, the analogy I always use, and I imagine it's probably similar being in a band, is that once I started, I was climbing up a rope ladder on the side of a mountain, and somebody was always cutting the bottom of it off, so I could never stop to sort of look and be like, look how far I've climbed, because yeah. it's just its just like you're just constantly, you know, and then you do finally get that moment, and its you didn't get all that way up by, you know, dumb luck, like, yeah. you were. You, you, meant, you meant to climb up yeah, the ladder. Yeah, you yeah, you know, like, you might get lucky, and the guy cutting the bottom off drops his knife, but, you know, like, yeah. it's sort of, <laughs> uh, you know, like, the, but that's, you know, not by, not by accident, I don't yeah. think. Um, so Jordan specifically, like, it's so weird how I think that music is like in this weird melting pot now where it's so hard to sort of say like what the music up to now, like now, right now is, you know, but, but I still find that, and I'm sure you probably talk about this and I'm, and I'm, it, but it's sort of, okay, sorry, uh, women in music still feel very, especially in rock music, still feel, like, incredibly underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, do you, do you go into, like, so do you go into this, like, sort of with, like, a chip on your shoulder going, like, yeah, I want to represent women in rock music, or do you just sort of, you just sort of, like, I just want to make music and I happen to be a girl, or, like, is it somewhere in between? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you sort of, how do you sort of feel about that, like, like be doing what you do? Everyone has been so nice to me. And so welcoming, and we play a lot of 
uh, bills with male-fronted bands that are hard rock or metal bands or just alternative music. And I think that's what makes Jane in the Jungle different from pretty much everybody is that there's really not that many female-fronted rock bands it's, 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 out there. It's shocking how few there are even nowadays. Yeah, and yeah. so I think it's fun how people like it and relate to it. It's funny because we have a strong just uh, male following, I guess, sure. and guys, they support it, and I think girls can appreciate seeing a fellow, you know, female rocker uh, just, like, you know, empowering yeah. women type thing out But there. they can also so feel represented, like, yeah. in a different way, because, like, like, you as a—because that's what I think— because like me like I feel as I get older I find like okay I am a 27 year old white guy in America mm-hmm. and like I mean yeah, right yeah okay like I, I would be up every year it's like that Louis C.K. joke like no question that's not that's not the way it should be but the way it stands yeah I'm you know but but I I increasingly I increasingly notice that more like and I notice it in like a way that not that I feel guilty but I'm like oh yeah I can't speak to other things because my perspective has. I, um, I have no perspective on, on, you know, like, I can't speak to, like, what it's like to be a woman in these days. I can't speak what it's like to be, like, a black person or whatever. And so I notice it more. And so, like, d- I guess, like, so you just bring a completely different perspective that, like, nobody else, you know, like, you as, like, a guy in the band yeah. could not possibly bring to it. Yeah. You know, which I guess, which I guess makes it, which is going to naturally, I guess, make your music different. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten a lot of opportunities from it or just stand out because right. we'll be the only female-fronted band. Yeah, well, and I'll say this. like, It's definitely been a pleasure to work with somebody as talented as Jordan, right. especially being a female, um, not just from like the novelty of let's, we're different kind of thing. but like We'll come back to that. Well, yeah, we, yeah, can, yeah. we can. But, <laughs> but like, also uh, something that I really feel like has become a very strong suit of ours is like utilizing the like... Um, the dynamic between like the soft side of being a female, but also like the kind of like big, you know, like uh, you know, empowered side of being a woman as well. Like, well, like that whole name Jane in the Jungle yeah. sort of implies I am woman, hear me roar. You yeah. know, sort yeah, of but, like but you know, yeah. like, like I would say, like you know, I know the song's not up, and you so you haven't heard it yet. But like we have a song called Sirens. It's on this new record. What's the name it's of the song? It's called Sirens. Okay, and it like starts out with like this like piano, and it's like soft and like kind of this like well siren song sounding right. thing. And then the song ends up going into this like really intense like with some big vocals and like just really big sound. And and so it's I think it's really interesting like utilizing you know that aspect of what Jordan can do to really create a very cool dynamic song um and so and and no offense to guys but i don't know any guys that could do that you know that would be able to pull that off in a genuine fashion but there but there isn't though you know because that's like again it goes back to that whole like you know a guy cannot do yeah you know because a lot of focus is given to like women can do everything that men can do but like what isn't ever talked about and I, I it's like men can't do everything that women can do yeah, well, especially well they can't sing sirens and we can't have babies right those, are the, those are the two main things right? but not only that like you look at <laughs> you look at recently you know in an age where music sales are dreadful 
a record that nobody ever thought would be broken. Adele shattered the single week record sales last year. Yeah. Adele, you know, a woman who, I don't care, my friend who only listens to punk rock, like, bought that new Adele record, you yeah. know, and it was like, so, you know, when it's like, you know, that's, a man couldn't do that, Adele did that, you know, and it's, it's kind of interesting to me that, that, like, you know, that, that sort of thing can... Yeah, I don't know. That is, that is kind of cool that, like, as yeah. like another member of the band, that you sort of like recognize that. Well, and I'd only been in male-fronted bands yeah. before working with and Jordan. And Leah is in the band as well, and she is a really badass girl as well. Right. Yes. So you have like a 50-50 yeah. dynamic. Yeah, your four piece, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she does the the harmony vocals with Jordan, and they do some really cool stuff together. It's definitely yeah. something to see, uh, you know, live and, and on the record yeah. as well. So yeah, I'm big on harmonies, and like especially there's one thing like like I always say the Beach Boys definitely without question had like like the Pet Sound stuff sure. had the best harmonies. And, <laughs> but like the, a lot of times like if you get like I like like Best Coast a lot, and I like Tegan and Sarah like yeah. the, the girl girl harmonies sometimes yeah. it's just the something you don't really get it enough because like a lot of girls are only represented in like pop music mm -hmm. and then that's sort of just all the vocal layering and you know it's not it's not it doesn't come off as genuine it's fine I like yeah. it I like some of that stuff but like we're like some of that stuff you just get like oh man you know when it's done like right it's like yeah. it's so great I guess I don't mean it doesn't come off as genuine it, it doesn't no, come no, off as or, a different kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. come off as organic is what yeah. I really meant to say no because like I love Ellie Goulding and like I love but you know that's very much a different type of thing than like we saw her at Lollapalooza and she was outstanding yeah she's great she's yeah. fantastic like I, I you know but that's a very different kind of thing yeah, than, absolutely. You know, like, absolutely. Obviously, what you guys sure do. Sure. Um, so, were you guys playing at Lollapalooza? Is that what you guys, or did you just go for fun? Do uh, you want to talk about that one? Well, we're definitely going for fun. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, you go to Lollapalooza, you're going to have there's some fun. There is a three-year um, wait list. Ah. Which so hopefully we're on, on year two now. But I guess um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so there's like a three-year wait list like to be like included in so the lineup? So if you're not on the radio, so I guess like the big submission sure. for those types of festivals is, you know, you're getting hardcore radio play on sure. like alternative stations or, you know, nationally. Yeah. yeah, sure, sure. And so we're not there yet just because we haven't released anything until like in a few weeks we'll start yeah. doing that. But um, I'm, I'm curious to see how it will be like for next year with Live Nation now running it. So that's going to open a lot of new doors, I feel like. For a lot of artists that yeah, probably sure. wouldn't have done it before. So I'm not sure, but curious to see how that goes. Yeah. Well, I guess to finish that question, though, so we were definitely out there for fun. I mean, it's always, like, it's kind of, it's fun, but it's also work because when we're out there doing that, like, like I don't like I we had a rehearsal last night and I told Jordan like I was like so excited to get back to to work back to music because sure. you know we were out there for about two weeks um just you know relaxing and but also going to the festival and you learn so much by watching these pro yeah. kick-ass bands and some of them aren't necessarily even pro they're like up and coming too but like everybody's putting their best foot forward for this festival yeah but you do learn by observing yeah, yeah exactly so yeah, i come yeah. back and i have all these ideas whether it's for a new song or something new to do on stage or just like yeah. different elements of things like how do we make our show better how do we make our sound better like how do we look cooler and i know that sounds kind of weird to say but it's like if you have the full like if you can give somebody the full experience at a show like I know like just me talking about Lollapalooza alone like the things that I took away with it like that should be you know example enough to say like there is something to every piece of yeah. that. So. Yeah, but I don't think that that's, like, because you sort of, like, everyone, 
I hate that like bands have to feel like they need to sort of like justify that. justify yeah. like because like you know what the bands that you like the most look cool and there's yeah. some like you know like you talked about Twenty One Pilots earlier. I don't get the Twenty One Pilots thing at all. Like I've went, I've tried the records, but like you don't get that kind of success that quickly without something. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and they put on a bad. And, they, and, and that's the thing is you look at the show. I mean, there is something to, and they have that like uniform look, and they do have that like there's something to that. Like yeah. just because it doesn't personally speak to me does not take anything but they're they're an example of like yeah there's something to like they, they have clearly thought about what they're doing oh yeah that's not like an accident yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe that anybody that gets that kind of success like except for nirvana you know like there's a you can count on one hand the amount of bands that accidentally sort of stumbled into success that's that true. way yeah. you know I think like for the most part like like a lot of the time like there is a little bit of thinking especially sure. in the modern age of like sure. what goes into things or what is really interesting too is some of the bands that we were really excited to see this year like we really like their record and then we see them live and yeah. we're like oh, who were the people on the record like they don't even come close like you wouldn't have even it was mm -hmm. both of being inspired and then yeah like oh okay wow like they could have worked disappointed on there yeah. yeah or on the other side of the token and like being really amazed by like what they did at the live show like both of us would probably take away saying like the thing the artist we were most impressed with at the festival collectively was Lana Del Rey and like I was only so-so on her like listening to the records like but when we saw him live like her band was unbelievable and she was just awesome you know, so it was like one of those things where it's like, it's almost like a totally different musician when yeah. you're, you know, it's like, who, this isn't Lana Del Rey, this is somebody else. <laughs> but, the, but then what's interesting about that, because I've had that happen before, where you, you are so-so on somebody, you see them, it blows your mind, you go back to the record, and it, it all of a sudden is, it, it, yeah, it, it clicks, it completely, right? yeah, it clicks, and... But, but I, I hate that bands have to sort of, like, I really do hate that, that, like, they have to sort of, like justify production value or justify like you know being looking a certain way and saying yeah. it's stupid it's stupid yeah. like it, it could be, by definition it's a show yeah. you know like put on a show you know I don't know like it's not you know, I don't know. that's what Jordan always believes she's all her outfits and she's very theatrical yeah. from her background and you're entertaining right well you have a theater background too like you're gonna think like that's yeah. not even like that's especially because you just said that like you, you so it's not even like inorganic that's how your brain is wired yeah. like I did theater in high school I know you, you always mm -hmm. think those ways you know and it's like so that's like you know, and it's funny too because people always want to put like they they like let's say they know you like they get to know you as like a band Jane in the Jungle and let's say that like eventually down the road you got like an opportunity to like be in a play or something again people would be like what no you you you're in a band that's what you do you know like they put you in a box and like yeah. you know that's so it's like I, I don't know it's just like it's just so so like yeah don't like in my opinion don't like embrace that idea be yeah. because the other yeah. thing too is a local band like. You know, people might go see your show; they might enjoy it. But then there's a beer they got to go get before the next band. You know, so like, if you can't be a, you know, if you can't be talented, be entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, or be both. Yeah. But 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 like, if you're entertaining and visual, and there's something, it'll stick. Yeah. You know, it'll you stick. Have that it, sticking point. You know, you got to you know, be sticky. Be, you know, it's all about because like that's the thing is like, you know, dude, art's great, but hey, it's nice to like you know pay your rent with it too. You know, yeah. if you can. Yeah. You know, so I don't sure. Know. I, I just just I don't begrudge that like yeah. and, I don't, and I think it, like as things become more modern and, and people like the audience audiences are more smart and I think that like audiences will also understand that too like moving mm -hmm. forward you know I don't know so like yeah well and, and the thing is like yeah yes we still are like 
basically in the in the local phase but like i don't know we definitely try to conduct ourselves like you know it's like the fake till you make it or like you yeah. know dress for the job you want kind of thing it's like my whole life the last three years yeah, yeah. I, mean, we, we definitely, I would definitely say we have that mentality we try to put on you know as professional of a show as we can as we can figure out and you know you know that's definitely part of our thing is is trying to do do those types of or have that mentality again of just being professional and putting on a show that like you know could be considered you know on par with a national yeah. touring act and we've had the opportunity to open for several national touring acts and you know every single time we like got better and better about like how do we make ourselves but you also didn't feel totally out of place no, like, no no we, and, we, and we never we never yeah. fell out of place but like yeah. I definitely like can think about like the first time we did that to like the most recent time yeah. we did that and like the way that the audience perceived us on the most recent time was like they probably just thought these guys are just on tour with them like yeah. for the Lacey Sturm show like from Flyleaf you know, you probably yeah you know for sure yeah. yeah like we opened up for her and like my guess is a lot of the people in that room that night were just like oh this is just the band that's touring with her because like that's how polished we felt you know that's how we felt playing up there and the response we got from the audience made me you know affirm that to me that it's encouraging exactly that yeah. we were like all right like we belong right where we are and yeah. so it, it was definitely yeah it's not like an ego thing but it's like a confirmation thing of like yeah. we worked and we're here it was like i recently was given a pretty big opportunity and i bust like it's that whole fake it till you make a thing like i joke but like I did, you know, I sort of like, you know, put on the superhero costume for three years and then a crime happened and I was ready to fight crime, you know, like I sort of like, you know, like, like, and, uh, but like, no, really, like the opportunity came up and I was sort of able to, to kind of, you know, things change, you know, like you sort of have to, to, to adapt, but I imagine it's the same thing in your guys' situation that you just sort of, you you present yourself in a way, in a manner that you say like, okay, we're ready to, to sort of take that step whenever, you know, that opportunity comes our way. Because that's the thing is I think that you can sort of get comfortable in like a little pond, you sure. know, and sort of, yeah, be big but fish in a little pond. Be big fish in a little pond, but then, you know, you get released in the ocean and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, there's, yeah, a, there's shark. a giant, you know, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> and so that's sort of, you know, that's good. Like, I think that's pop that there can't be a better way to yeah. think about well, it. Well, I would say Jordan's kind of the one that probably like, sort of taught the rest of us how to do that because there was like a time in the middle of like when since we've been working together that she went to LA for a while to like pursue the project and there was like this huge difference like she came to Phoenix with her LA band and I went and saw her and like there was a huge difference between what her and I were doing before and what she was doing then especially like performance and, and um, like projection wise like it, she seemed like she was a badass rocker chick in this badass band whereas before like we both kind of just seemed like these like dorky like guys guys and gals that were just up there playing music and like sure. so when she came back it was like everybody else had to catch up to her with the mentality that she was out of like okay like i mean wouldn't you say that la kind of taught you that lesson of like you yeah have to... or la i mean it's no joke you're out there we are playing um on the sunset strip right and you have to bring your like a game type thing and we're phoenix you can become like relaxed like you said where it's like, okay it feels like you're home yeah and you can kind of uh kind of go with the standard here yeah, but also if a small scene thing. embraces you you sort of get like that like, yeah that like ooh cool you but know, in it's LA all, it's yeah. like okay what is going to make you different type of thing yeah. like you really need to shine well it's like what we talked about earlier everybody yeah. out there has got something going on so if, you can, so if you can captivate mm -hmm. you know that kind of an audience yeah you know, yeah 
So yeah. bringing that back and be like, okay, guys, we're on the go. Yeah, I mean, it definitely made a huge impact on Mia, for sure, especially as the person that had been working with her since the start. Sure. Yeah, he thought I was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I saw her, and I was like, what the fuck happened to... What the fuck happened to Jordan? Like she got all wild and rocker. You changed me. Well, you know, like, I'm just here holding down uh, the fort. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, and so. then he's like, I'm not joining the band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when she first came back, she's just like, Hey, like I just need you to help me record this demo. Like, she, oh, I don't and I was just like, uh, like I had like a little fun project with some high school buddies. Like we kind of reformed our pop punk band from high school, and I was you know working on my business and everything like that. So I was kind of content where I was, and I was like, all right, Jordan, like for old time's sake, like I'll help you out, like get the record done. Sake. Yeah, you know. And he was like, but I am not the guitarist. Yeah, I was like, but... you're gonna start looking for somebody else because I'm not the guy. And so we did the record, and then there was a Whiskey A Go Go show out in L.A. that we that she had. So she had already a few things lined up. So I was just like kind of filling in for like the first two right. months. Whatever. In your mind, you're and like, like oh, oh, you're dragging me to the whiskey. Yeah. Okay. So I. So well, it's funny. So the rest of it. So this has been my story. The you whole, seem totally at peace with all those. This is. This is. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the rest of the band thought of me for like the first four or five months of the band because like so here's like I'll just kind of sum this up quickly in, in a few bullet points. Is so we had L.A show sure the rest of the band drives out i fly out oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so i'm flying in doing the show they're taking my shit for me <laughs> i'm coming in i'm playing guitar you didn't even do, oh my god so they had to like carry your they, 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 yeah so i so i just fly in i do the gig uh then oh i can okay, just smell so, the resentment yeah right right so i'm just like this douche guitar player guy so <laughs> so all right so then i'm like all right that was super fun like i'll stay in the band for a while like this is cool <laughs> so like so then so then they're like oh we have the south by southwest opportunity to go play so oh my god so, my, so and then he's like oh, i'm not doing the well, no, no, tour. so i was like i can't do the tour well it just happened to be that that week so like i i don't want to talk about well, you know my business or anything like that but like it just turned out like the week that that was like I just like couldn't get away for the whole thing. Sure. Like and so at that point we had brought on another guitar player to do the tour. So then like I was like okay, but I can fly in and do the Austin. Oh. Uh, so I fly in. So you don't do the whole grueling tour. You go yeah. do the one cool thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody oh, else is doing it. the little bar gigs in El Paso. Oh, but you were like, I'll go do the cool one. So I fly in, I play the gig, and then I'm like, uh, that you was have so much to say. Right but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I didn't exactly have a suite on that one because. Uh, I had to basically walk to the Austin airport like after the gig. So it was like three o'clock in the morning and I'm walking through like God knows where in Austin, you know, cause like the Ubers were like, you know, it's South by Southwest. So at 2 a.m. Yeah. like the Ubers are like 15 X. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have very much. I don't have a hundred dollars to go to the airport. Well, regardless of your Austin experience, that is what made you want. Yeah, to no, but so I, I, I came back. Yeah. So long story short, I slept on the airport floor. Loved know, it. I hated every second of that. But, those are fun nights. Um, <laughs> those are those suck. Yeah, I hated every second of that. But like when I got home, I was like, man, like that was super cool. Like, like so. Then we had this big meeting after the band right. came back, and everybody was like, and there definitely was resentment in the room at that point. Well, because no. Brian said from day one, I'm not in the band. Don't right. think I'm in the band. Don't even get attached. Like I'm helping you out, and we were thankful. Sure. And then so it's like Rightfully the replacements so. that we got, <laughs> you know, to take over, you know, the guitar. Sure. We were kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, now you're in the band. Okay, we have three guitar players. I guess we'll just keep everybody. Yeah, and we floated along for a while like that. And, uh, I mean, it went, it went all right. I mean, the stages were crowded, but it went a while for like that. And, 
you know, but the thing was like, after that South by Southwest experience, I really was just like, all right, like this is cool. Like I want to make this happen like for as long as I can. Sure. <laughs> and um, something, whatever it was that you needed to have click, click. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. well, at that point, like my other project was like gone by the wayside too. Sure. And so, and like my business was kind of like, I, I don't know, it was kind of went to like a fork in the road and I was just sort of like, I'm just not, I wasn't liking the direction I was going with that as sure. much either. So like this was kind of like that bright beacon at the end of the road that I was like, this is really cool. It's a lot of fun opportunities. So I was like, I'm going to take this path and I've just stuck to it since then. And, you know, I've been really glad that I have. I mean, it's brought a lot of really cool things my way. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how everybody, I, I think everybody else at this point is at peace with all, sure, of, all sure. of my diva antics. <laughs> Um, well, it's funny, the whole time, just the look on Jordan's face was just like, motherfucker. <laughs> just recalling all of that, like, hey, hey, at that point, this was your I don't need to call you out, but you just so were like, you just like had your face buried in your hands. Like, it was so funny. No, uh, yeah. It was so funny, just like how we've talked for almost an hour in the dynamic, just like, ah, right, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, asshole, what does the tattoo on your finger say? Just out of oh, Jatem. Okay, what does that mean? It means I love you in French. Okay, all right. We actually wrote a song called Jitan. Ah, okay. So, uh, all right. So, just as we're sort of winding down a little bit, so you guys have talked a little bit about the record. Um, when does that come out? How can people get it? Uh, you guys want to talk about just like a little bit about So, as of right now, we are planning to re release it in October. We will be releasing it on iTunes okay. and digitally. And we're hoping to have somewhere in town that we can do a listening party at, and we'll um, give all the details. Are you guys going to do come. like a CD release as well, or are you just going to do digital? We have so many shows that we're doing around town that it's we decided to... that it would be best to maybe do just a casual uh, yeah, a question listening. and answer, listening party, explain you know the story behind the record, and you know, give, you know, discounted records out. And that's kind of the plan now and just seeing where it goes. But we have a very, very busy schedule coming up where there's almost no room. So we might do something where we just pre-release it and then figure out. Yeah, maybe sometime at the end of the, towards the end of the we year. we do we need to get it out there. We want to get it out there for people to be able to listen to and have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So everything's like, like really the date that we were looking at was like sometime in October, but like, yeah, October is like ridiculously busy right now. Like we're pretty much like solidly booked out through the end of October at this point. Well, until January, really. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, well, I mean, we are leaving some open for opportunity, but you know, like to have an event like that, like you kind of want to take yourself off the shelf for a few weeks. Sure. You know, you don't want to be like, Hey, we're playing three times this week and then our CD releases next week. It's like, well, that's a bad, that's a, that's a formula for, for failure. You know, if you're, if or well, it's, it may be not failure, but it's at least not the the what you want to commit to something like that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you want when you're having something like that, you want an impactful show. You want something that's like, you know, cool, a cool venue that's appropriate for whatever your level is. But also, like, you want to fill that room, like whatever that room is. Like, you know, it could be uh, Eddie's Tavern or whatever. You know, I mean, it yeah. could be a little tiny place. But it, you know, if that's appropriate for your whatever you're doing, then then do that. But you know, I feel like you just really want to put all your efforts towards doing something special. Sure. So we did a video release in May, at the end of May. I know we're 
going long-winded here. Ah, no, but, that's what it, that's um, what a that's what a podcast is good for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's true. You don't have any like uh, any advertisements that are waiting to play. No, no. Well, <laughs> even so, you can cut them in, even yeah, if we did. No, no, but, I know. Yeah, but. Uh, but so, you know, like we did a special event in May and we like took a couple weeks off in May um, to do this release. And it ended up being a very successful event because and I, I do feel like part of the reason that was was because we took ourselves off the shelf for a couple of weeks uh, just to, you know, and then just bombarded social media and new times and like everything with all of this stuff talking about. You know the videos coming out and the anticipation yeah. of the event and all that, and then I think that really hyped it hyped it up to the point where. Well, yeah, it's kind of funny too because a lot of other local bands, which we all appreciate and love, and like we really want and love supporting the music scene that we have here. But a lot of our friends in the scene are like, Jordan, like, why are you guys playing out so much? Like, you know, that's the number one thing. It's like you should be very selective on your shows and play maybe one show or two a month yeah there's like the oversaturation concern but what we've kind of learned is like we've just kind of taken every opportunity and it's yeah. kind of helped yeah i mean because you're gonna you're gonna make, yeah you're gonna make a new fan every show even if it's just the bartender or the sound guy or something or you don't know who's gonna be there yeah. or like i don't know i i wasn't in a band long enough to sort of understand but I, all i know is from what parallels i can talk about from my career is like the same yeah you just Put your cell phone. You just right? jump on stuff and see what happens. Like I don't know, and you know where yeah. things come from. It like yeah. it, it. So advice for anyone out there. Yeah. Well, just, I think I think play. I, yeah. and you'll get better by playing too. Well, like, well that's a, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. If nothing else, like you sort of like. Uh, but I think like I've heard actors talk about that with like you know if you go through their IMDb page and they were in some horseshit movie, mm-hmm. you know like they'll yeah. But I learned something, you know, and it's yeah. like the same thing. You know, I've written stuff. I spent a year writing almost every bit of content for like a garage door website. You know, like literally like on their blog, like as an expert, yeah. I didn't know anything about, you know, like, yeah. I got to tell you though, I learned a lot you about- You are now an expert. Well, but not only that, <laughs> but like I learned a lot about how to present information for like that type of content. Sure. And that got me, so it's like, you never know like what, you know, like I would never, ever, ever do that kind of thing again. But, but yeah, same thing. You guys play more shows. You, you, like you said, if nothing else, that's more time on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like I totally get that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean- the more time you spend with your bandmates playing shows, the better you're going to play a show the next time. And, and the more people are going to know who you are. Because that's another thing I noticed, too. Like, I definitely read, like, the local blogs of, like, who's playing every week. And when I see a band's name pop up every week or, like, multiple times in a week or whatever, I'm like, well, who are these guys? Like, they're out there. Like, they're in demand enough to where, like, you know, like, Yucca Tap Room and Facao and Rebel Lounge, like, all these places that are, you know, like, like they're playing at, like, three completely different venues. Yeah. Within the span of a month, and it's like, but they're in demand enough that all three of those venues found them and said, we want you to play. But I also wonder if it's sort of small-time thinking to think, like, oh, we don't want to oversaturate our really small market that doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. in the long run. Exactly. Well, no, think about it. Like, like even if you, like, I think that's sort of short-minding your success a little bit, like, to say that, like, we don't want to oversaturate the very small amount of people we can possibly play to in a Phoenix market. Like, no, you want to... Yeah. You want to saturate them because yeah. you want them to remember it. You want well, them not to think only that, you're thinking like, oh man, that. we might sell less <laughs> tickets a month from now. I don't know. Yeah, like, and I, I mean, you're on the right track with that, definitely. It's but I had never that considered way. that till just now. Like that seems a little. But I don't. But I also don't like. I don't think you can like over um, over uh, engineer success either. Like I don't know what. But like to that tune, like not a lot of bands make it out of Arizona, so yeah, sure, yeah. play as much as you yeah, can. Yeah, well, 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 why not? It doesn't hurt you. Yeah, that's so. weird. I just never thought about that. Like, yeah, that might be a little like, 
I don't know. That might be a little bit of a strange. I mean, I'm not one to, to to question, but that is sort of like a weird. If you really think about it, kind of a weird theory to to, to have on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the where that originates from is like the thinking of like, um, okay, like let's just say like I'm a big band and I'm gonna sell tickets for fifty dollars for my show. It's like, well, yeah, I can't expect like people to come and want to spend fifty dollars with me like two three times a month. No. But it's like come to my free show or my five dollar show, like. You know, it's you I, can't go do anything else in Phoenix on a night out for five to eight bucks. Like yeah. there's, you yeah, know, it's like, like come catch a show. Like you don't have if you don't want to spend money, like don't drink a beer, like whatever. You know, yeah. you do what you need to do to like save your money, but like get out and see it. Um, you know, or like, but here's the total other side of this coin. Like, um, uh, so all three of us in the band have watched uh, the Twisted Sister documentary on Netflix. It's so good, it's so good, it's so and good. That's a and that's a great example of a band. Like, they played five, six nights a week. I don't even like Twisted Sister that much, but that is you a respect excellent. Hell out of it is such yeah. a good documentary. Yeah, it is. And now you're like, you, you just gotta have so much respect because they were playing five, six nights a week. Obviously, they're playing in like, you know, the New York market, which is gigantic. They're, but but, but the, the lesson learned from no, that is like they became great because they were just doing what they love and they were doing it there is a tremendous lesson to be taken from but not only that d snyder is a guy is a guy who ever since twisted sister got he took every opportunity that came his way like you know radio shows doing horror movies weird whatever like he just was a guy that and yet and now he still has a career yeah because of that, like that whole take the opportunity. But yeah, no, that isn't anybody who's yeah, in watch, a band. Watch, we are mother, what is it? Motherfucking yeah. sister. I don't even, Netflix is Twisted bad about fucking sister. Yeah, I think that's what, it, Netflix is bad about that because you just click stuff. But yeah. uh, but no, there's a twisted, just twisted sister in your Netflix. It is yeah. so good. It yeah. is so, so good. Definitely worth uh, worth watching for sure. Yeah. And another another uh, music documentary just to throw out on the recommendation is uh, Muscle Shoals. If you like recording and you, uh, uh, you know, if you've never heard of Muscle Shoals, it's just this super kick-ass place in Alabama where basically anybody you've ever heard of has recorded. Oh, okay. It's cool. like the magic I think studio. I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. Yes, has anybody, have you got, <laughs> either one of you guys watched the Tom Petty one? It's like that four-hour uh, two-part. Is the one? I think I've seen some of that one where it's, it's like, long. It's like long. they talk a lot about how much they hate L.A. in that one. Is that yeah, a little one? bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah they basically yeah. just like go on and on about who we hate. But, but again, that's like a four. Yeah. But if you do get through, it's like, I think it was meant to be aired in two parts originally, but Netflix just put it out as like a full four-hour thing. Yeah, because why not? Because why not? You can just pause it. You can just pause. But no, that's pretty worth your time, too, if you get um, so just, I'll ask like kind of one last question before we sort of wrap up and uh, reiterate the show at Rebel Lounge on August 17th. Yes. Right. Uh, um, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, but uh, again, ready to fight crime. Uh, no, but <laughs> uh, so uh, is there anything like uh, lately that it doesn't have to be like necessarily new music, but is there anything that you guys have been listening to that you're like sort of digging um, in terms of like... Uh, Oh, I like this band, this album, this thing right now. Like, what have you guys been listening to that you sort of dig? Well, what was that girl's name? Mitski. Oh, Mitski. M I T S K I. She's like this Japanese. I liked her song. She has some cool stuff. Wolf Alice was another. Wolf Alice. We saw we saw Wolf Alice at Lollapalooza. She got a shirt from them. Yeah, I got a shirt that. Unfortunately, I watched it and now all the stuff is gone. It's oh, that sucks. Wolf Alice, if you're listening, I think you owe <laughs> Please give me you a shirt. It, you need to give her a new shirt. Um, I mean, I got a lot of stuff from Lollapalooza, like that was definitely like has been burning a hole in my brain since we left. Um, 
Well, we only caught a little bit of Frank Turner and Sleeping Souls. Frank Turner um, is one of my favorite. Honestly, that was one. That was definitely top five of the bands that I saw there. Like their show was awesome. Like it was raining. Frank Turner was out like circle pitting with kids, crowd surfing, super awesome. I'd seen yeah, him. But one... he's also seasoned. Yeah, yeah. He's... Frank Turner started as like a diehard punker and then moved into like weird acoustic like punk stuff. Punk kind of. God, he's so super good. I I could slobber all over him all day. I love him yeah, so much. He was great. Um, so that was de- definitely been one that I've been. Have you dug into his? Discography yeah, I, yet? I, I yeah, because I saw. Him like five years ago, yeah. opening up for Social D of all. The yeah, shows. no, that was out here. Yeah, yeah, Marquee yeah. Theater. Like, yeah, five yeah. years ago. Yeah, probably. England keeps my bones. This is a record of his that just. Oh, I probably listened to that one, but I don't know the name, yeah. so I'll have to look. But um, so that one's good. Um, and then right before I left, uh, me and uh, Mitchell. Hillman from the New Times, we actually went to the Taste of Chaos show. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, dude, it was really sick. Uh, thanks again, Mitchell, if you're listening to this. Uh, appreciate you taking me along. It was a lot of fun. But uh, so all four bands from that were super good. But the one that like I've always really had a, like, a really big penchant for is uh, the early November. Yeah. So like when we were on the plane and stuff, I have a couple of their albums saved in my phone. Yeah, talking so. about the pop punk stuff from earlier. Yeah. They were sort of like one of those bands that they never broke huge, but they were just sort of like a real working blue collar. Yeah, well, and like Ace Sanders is on like one of the most like likable guys in rock music I think like he's kind of all shucksy but you know like he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely like a humble dude that's like always written really good songs and he actually has written a lot of songs that like for other artists too yeah. that have gone on to be fairly um, popular that's how people make money yeah so yeah. yeah I mean I don't know that's always something different for me um well, he was asking for new bands. Oh, no, no. I just oh. meant, like, anything oh, in like general. general. Yeah, like, um, I guess I'll try to, th- let's see. I'm oh, if I could throw you a new Well, band. no, he really likes Silver Sun Pickup. Yeah, so, Silver Sun Pickups. They were like. really good at um, Lala. I love Silver so. Sun Pickups. Uh, Swoon, they put out that album in 2009, is, I, I it's, it's one of those albums I come back to constantly. Like, I can't. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Well, I guess like for me, like an al- like an album or a band that I always end up finding my way back to is like a brand new. Like I, you know, I mean, obviously, you could probably get a pretty good beat on like obviously, you know, we're yeah. about the same age, but you, you know, we grew up probably with similar uh, types of things around yeah. us. Dejan Tandu blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, that was a yeah. great album. The one that I always that I feel like. I really come back to more though is like your favorite weapon just because like that's kind of the roots of where I started sure. with that so you know and I mean I'm still I still can't decide which side I'm on between the Taking Back Sunday and Brand New Fight you know they're still they're, I don't really think there's much of a fight to be had there <laughs> probably not we no, no. Could, well there's that whole rivalry no people do but yeah. see me like for me it wasn't really because for me Brand New like you would based on the stuff because I love like New Fine Glory Fall Out Boy all that yeah. stuff like you would think that I would like your favorite weapon more but Dejan Tandu was the yeah. album that I sort of latched on to that's true I feel like that one was like the perfect mix of like pop punk and some of the experimental things that they like went on to yeah. do that some people are turned off by like yeah. some of their newer stuff yeah see yeah that's the thing like they're 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 the one perfect album band for me where everything uh, on either side of I it I mean was... I I enjoy all of their stuff and yeah. I'm like, eagerly awaiting whatever they put out next whenever yeah. that is oh no I always will check it out because but, I always sort of like want you know and Taking Back Sunday on the other hand was a band that yeah. I felt like very consistently and, and, and like notch in the belt sort of evolved. So I don't know. It's a very yeah. I mean, they're of... like the more commercially successful of the two, and they were super cool. Are they though? Because I feel like people oh, yeah. are much more feverish about brand new. Well, they're more feverish like, about them, but like from a I don't know from a purely commercial standpoint. Well, like I, I guess I like strictly Sunday, album sales. I guess. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like just because they were always on more major of labels and stuff. Well, yeah, because uh, they were the big Victory Records band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, but yeah, we could talk about that. We could we could talk about this for a long time. Well, I have an idea before we yes. go. Yes. Great. Let's show him the album 
art oh. and get your opinion. Oh, great. Okay, cool. You kind of saw some of it. Again, so yeah. good We've for never, an audio medium. Um, yeah. Well, this is all secret stuff. We this haven't showed secret. anybody this. Oh, really? Oh, so oh, we just made but it. But we got today. an artist. Well, we had an artist oh, working on it for a long time. Do you want to like say who the artist was? Yeah, uh, so her name's Alyssa Blevins. Oh my God, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> and she's uh, yeah, she's uh, from um, Laguna Beach, California. I actually, oh my God, that's so cool! I knew her in high school. She went to Paradise Valley High School out here. And, now the uh, liner note page makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the you know. There's like a whole theme. Oh, the it. lips are so cool. Like this, yeah. just, man. That makes no sense for everyone that's seeing this, yeah. but this is uh, so rad. Well, maybe maybe we'll like th I don't know. Maybe we can think about throwing it his way for him to win. Posts it on there. If we're right, that'd be super it. cool. If you so guys like the back, of like the the you know. Oh man, no, that front that front art is money. Uh, that is money. Sweet. Well, That's like on it. the shelf. I would pick that up, kind of like out of man. That is so. Well, cool. the thing that I really wish you could do. I'm sure that we won't have the budget for it. But is if we could if we could uh, do like a foil, uh, foil style printing. Oh for it, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that that lends itself to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I've had quite a bit of experience in the print industry, and I'm not gonna lie. That's a very expensive. Oh, I'm sure it is. No, that is super rad. So, um, yeah. For anybody that. Well, you'll see it at some point, and hopefully, if we could work that out, that yeah, would be cool. Yeah, that's up to Jordan. To toss she it up with the... To do it. Um, I mean, so. it's up to you guys, but no, it, but for when you do see it, it's this just gorgeous, like, like cream white background, but with just, just like, incredible, like, landscape, landscape-inspired face, but, like, I don't... Man, it's kind of, like, Andy Warhol-ish, but, like, no, I don't know. That's so cool. Man, that is rad. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, cool. that's super cool. Um, it makes me more curious about the record too, because yeah. I sort of feel like the art. Well, that's good. The art must have been inspired by the music. Yeah, we sent her all the all the demos when when she started working on, it. and that was another part. We had her working on the art all the way back in November, before we'd even done our official oh, wow. stock. Oh wow! Wow. We were just sending her demos and saying like, so she sent us a few things, and there's like, uh, you know, we have our, um, our our official logo right now, which is like a similar piece to that let's see if i can find you something of that really quick before we uh sign off here uh so jordan why don't you why don't you talk about okay so the show is there anything else you want to say about the show before we just a uh, music video or something oh yeah anything anything else you want to talk about um we'll be on three tv promoting the show the 16th of august oh cool so, so you guys are before, yeah and then we'll be releasing our music video smoke and dust by rachel smith with race squared photography uh, either the 15th or the 16th. Oh, so like right, right, right around. Yeah, awesome. And, and the song's called Smoke and Dust. I like that. I like that <laughs> yeah. a lot. Uh, I like that a lot as well. That's cool. Um, I, yeah, it's funny. Like, it's funny how like a title or something can be so, you know, like it, it's like a, like it can grab, you know, I don't know. It's like an interesting thing because you'd think with music it wouldn't matter, you know, because like you, I guess it matters almost more now because you know, before you just hear something and, oh, well, isn't that fucking cool as well? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that's super rad. I love, like, how the hair is very, like, modern and sort of sticks out and kind of, God, this makes no sense for anybody yeah. to see it. Well, well but, you, uh, you can but, definitely have this one. And okay, I think, cool. I think we'll be able to give you that well, one. Well, if you guys so. don't, you know, it's all yeah. up to what you guys are, but no, that's really rad. Uh, that would be cool if we could at least get that one. As oh, well. yeah. Yeah, you sure. definitely can have that one. Because cool, I'll that throw that to my editor and they'll put it up with the, uh, with, the, with you know, when we put it out. But Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, not at all. No, but, you know, it's funny how like now because you know you might see something like you know like the video will show up in your Facebook feed or whatever and like if the title grabs you you know mm -hmm. you might 
you might latch onto that. So. Yeah, it's interesting how music has become such a such a more visual thing. Or how well, do you? Or and like like this is just a, a testament to like how um, well how much competition there is in the music industry right now, and like how like independent artists can like get ahead, like. Even your track titles mean like they are super yeah. important. Yeah. Because like if you just like have shitty lame titles for your songs, like if any if, if you give anybody a reason to not listen like, to yeah, music, if you have another song called yeah. Give It Up, you know, like or like a song that's like been like yeah. named that like a million times before, you know. I mean I mean you have to like really uh, I mean and obviously like it has to make sense, but I think that you know looking at our song titles, like and I don't think we consciously did this as we we're working on them, but I think they're pretty strong. And again, it's like don't give anybody a reason to not well, like I said, Smoke and Dust was like, ooh, I like yeah. it. I'm just like immediately my head trying to be like, what is that about? You know, like, I don't know. Uh, that's cool. Their song written about, what is it? Well, I mean, it's Sunset def- Strip. Yeah, it's definitely like rock. a Sunset Strip rock feel to it. You know, it's got Punky, almost a little bit of like a late 80s kind of like, sure. I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't necessarily say hair, oh, hair yeah. rock to it, but I mean, yeah, there's yeah. definitely like, but I mean, it's a positive, um, a positive imagery song. You know, it really is talking about like being grateful for opportunities that are in front of you, and uh, you know, experiencing life in the fullest. Those types of things. You know, all those very cliched ideas that yeah. musicians want to talk about. Hey, there's so. not like look it consistently. Uh, people have written like love songs ever since music was a thing, and yeah. they will continue to write. You know, there's not and. There's nothing wrong. That is like the only thing our record is really missing is like a genuine, true love song. So, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, we have some love songs that we wrote, but yeah, like the, Jatem yeah. or Desert Love Affair that, unfortunately, we only have six songs on this record coming out, but that is something to... Yeah, there are some old ones that we are considering to like maybe rework. Free Van, yeah. Just yeah. because there are some ones that I think has, especially like when it came to like the lyrics and message, like some really strong stuff. Yeah, you can revisit it. Well, yeah. like the Thursday famously had that with uh, accounting. Uh, they, 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 they had worked on that song for like ever, you yeah. know, and then it eventually made it like their, what, their fourth record or whatever. Yeah, it was, was like probably one of their biggest. Yeah, yeah, and it was so. that they had been working on that song for, you know, so what happened. Yeah, yeah, so we're, we're not, like at this point, we're not. We'll get there, but we're still in the teenage angsty phase yeah. of our career. 26 <laughs> years old, 26 years old, and my dad still won't let me smoke cigarettes because we get that we, we get that like delightful extended adolescence that our parents, you know, like when they were 26, they looked like they were 40 because they already had kids, and, yeah. or you know, like that generation, you know, like now we're yeah, like, they were working in the coal mines, coal mines, for, and you know, back in my day, already. you know, yeah. uh, I always joke that like you know people say back in my day. Now that I'm 27, I've had one day, so I have yeah. back in my one day, you know, like yeah. you know, you get more days back in your day uh but anyway well guys thank you so much for being here yeah this thank was you so was a lot much of fun. for having us this turned out to be yeah this turned out to be pretty fun and uh so um rebel lounge august 17th be there it's a good lineup doors at seven o'clock super super and you said all ages lineup. all ages cool so like you don't have to just be drinking age to be there that's nice yeah i mean if you're underage and you want to drink just don't let me catch you doing it oh yeah that's, uh, <laughs> and we'll be at the crescent bar on the 21st oh awesome cool i love crescent crescent's bar. yeah uh all right cool well thank you guys so, oh and uh social media any you just you want to like plug your like handles and stuff so sure, people yeah. can find you? you can find us at jane in the jungle on facebook yeah it's Google, just the letter n and it's the letter n mm. with a little Excellent. comma 
thing, but oh, it's apostrophe is how apostrophe, apostrophe. Uh, <laughs> comma thing, a, a backwards comma or whatever you call it. Yeah. But yes, Jane in the Jungle. We're on. Twitter, oh, good. You guys Facebook. managed to get all of like your handles just to be exactly mm-hmm. what they. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we were as far as I know, we're the only band in the world called Jane in the Jungle. Well, no, but it's funny. You know, it sucks sometimes. You see, like bands, they'll have to sort of settle for like a ridiculous Twitter handle yeah. because like their thing is so you like know. Jane in the Jungle band from Phoenix. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the one I thought that was clever was Bear Ghost out here. The band Bear Ghost. They they got a uh, Grizzly Phantom uh, like, for, yeah. their, for their Twitter that handle. Good. That's clever. Yeah, because that was like they couldn't get Bear Ghost, so they were like, okay, well, let's be you know Grizzly. Well, see, but that's like so clever that it almost doesn't seem like it seems like it was just intentional. Like they didn't even yeah, care about yeah, yeah. Bear Ghost. They, it seems like they were just like cool. It's but yeah, but yeah. anyway. So all right, well, thank you guys very much, uh, and we will see you next week on the Modern Times podcast. All right.